Dr. Tamara Beckford with your Karen Dotson. We are on the Docs Who Care show. Woo! Super excited. Now, I know a lot of you guys out there, you know, you've been thinking about entrepreneurship. You're like, mm, I don't know if this is for me. You know, I don't know how to do this. These are just for other people, those smarter people, you know, but today we are going to break it down for you. I have a wonderful guest. Many of you might know her. But we're going to dive in deep and get to know her a little bit more, right? Then we have a surprise for those of you guys who have not been on social media lately. She has a surprise for you. She has written a book. Yes, she's putting it all down for you. So let's get started. I'm going to introduce my doc in my Your Karen Docs fashion, right? So this wonderful doc, she's a graduate of University of Nigeria. Oh, my Niger Posse, this is your queen. Yes. Then she did her residency at Northbeth Israel Medical Center in North New Jersey, which is the same hospital where I got introduced to emergency medicine. Boom, our paths have crossed many times without us even really knowing. Yes, she's also the founder of Ivy League Pediatrics in Lawrenceville, Georgia, which has been voted best of Gwyneth, not four, not five or six, but seven years in a row. Yes, this is number seven, hot off the press info. She is a five-star rated Ivy League Pediatrics, over 300 patients are like, this is where I want to go to get my kids treated. Yes, five star all over, right? She's also on a mission to help 80,000 doctors create financial freedom by building profitable businesses. She's also the host of the Entrepreneur Podcast. She does this by helping a profitable business people, all our docs who want to do this through what? The EntreMD Business School. Many of you guys are part of this. Hey, I see the lines are blowing up. Hello, 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 everyone. Now, she is also the soon-to-be best-selling author of the book, The Entree MD Method, right? It is a proven roadmap for doctors who want to live life and practice medicine on their own terms. Welcome, 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 Neka Anachoku, also known as Dr. Una. Woo! You are so amazing. So amazing. Hello, hello, hello. Somebody say hello to her namesake. Hey, Neka. Hi. Hi, hello, hi Neka. Hello, <laughs> so thank you all for joining us. And thank you, Dr. Una, for stopping by. How are you today? I am doing great. Thank you for having me. I did not know we crossed paths in New Jersey. I didn't know that. Now I know. Exactly. <laughs> and thank you for saying best-selling author. We might as well do this, right? We proclaim well it. it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. All righty. Now we're going to bring it right back to the beginning. What brought you to medicine? What made you say, you know what? I want to be a doctor. Let's take it back. Yeah, I think it's it's a number of things. Um, so first of all, I'm you know I come from a Nigerian family, a Nigerian American mm -hmm. family, and there are not many options. It's kind of like <laughs> you're you're a doctor or you're a or you're a lawyer or you're an engineer, you know, mm -hmm. the, you know, and um, my, so there's that from a cultural standpoint. My parents never really said you must do mm -hmm. this. Um, and then my dad was a physician, my mom yeah. was a farm D, so I grew up around medicine, mm -hmm. and um. I wanted to do interior design 
um, really? if you can believe it. Um, I was very artsy. I had an aunt who did it. And I mean, she was really good at it. Um, but there were no schools for that in Nigeria. I'd have to mm -hmm. travel to Ghana. And my, my dad was not about to have that. Mm -hmm. And then people said medicine was really hard. Like, it's really hard to do it. So I was like, we're going to do it. I, um, so I do hard things. <laughs> I do hard things. And so it's kind of like all those things mixed mm -hmm. together. Um, mm -hmm. it, that's kind of how I, I found myself there. Wonderful, wonderful. Alrighty. So now, you know, we're like, oh, I like artsy things. Interior design. Wait, there's not a school for it here. And then someone's like, well, you know, this is hard. Medicine is hard. And Dr. Un is like, well, well, little Dr. Neck at that point. <laughs> you know what? I could do hard things. Boom, sign me up. So now you're there and then you decide to go into pediatrics. Like what made you go into pediatrics? Now, if you talk to anybody who went to med school with me, they're very, they're very amused that I'm a pediatrician because I was really? like, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I know it's not pediatrics. That, that was all my, <laughs> that was always my answer. Um, and you know, my, 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 what I really wanted to do is OBGYN. I, mm -hmm. it was the group of people I felt the most for, right? The women mm -hmm. dealing with infertility, the vulnerability of being pregnant, yeah. all of those kind of things. Um, but you know, when I looked at the lifestyle, I was like, I think I'm that kind of person who has nine lives going on at the same time. Mm -hmm. I said, I don't think I have the bandwidth to work nights forever and all this other stuff. Right. And so I was like, but where can I still get my mommies though? Right. Ooh. And it's pediatrics. And so it's so funny because as a pediatrician, mm -hmm. um, a lot of the mommies are like, Dr. Una, you know, you're the reason why we come here because uh, you're like <laughs> our therapist, you get us and all this stuff. So <laughs> it's almost like they had two visits in one every time they would come. Um, but that's kind of how I, I ended up with pediatrics. Love it. The love for the moms, you know, love and you, still, you get both. You get both. You still get that love for the mom and then you get the love for taking care of this precious thing that we were able to birth, you know, either biologically or through, you know, friendship or however we got to get to that stage of being a mom. You get to help all of that. Wonderful. All righty. So life is going on. You know, we're a mom. You know, we have our family. We have our beautiful practice. It's popping, but then something happened. We're now in 2016 and boom, our mind is like, wow, medicine is looking different. Uh, so tell us about that. <laughs> yeah, it, it was a, it was very interesting time because at this point, you know, the practice is doing really well. Mm -hmm. um, I had a doc who worked every Friday. So every weekend was a long weekend, four day weekend for me. Mm -hmm. um, and so there was no burnout. There was no problem. There was no problem. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had this morning where, you know, I still remember where I was in my study and I just had this realization, like, wait a minute, medicine, the way we know it is gone. Mm. And it's very different. You have to think about this. This was like almost six years ago. Mm -hmm. And so at, it, all the things that have been unveiled, if you will, um, mm -hmm. we're not at this time. It seems, still seemed like things were okay, but you would right. hear about, you know, this hospital where, you know, 20 doctors were laid off or this, you know, like mm -hmm. weird things like that. Um, but I was like, it's, it's gone. I was like, so if my only way of mm -hmm. doing what I do in healthcare and the only way I generate revenue is by doctoring, then that's a dangerous position, mm. right? I need to acquire other skills. So mm -hmm. if this goes in the direction it's going in, I'm in a position where I can handle that. And so I start, I was like, okay, so what could that be though? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was like, well, first of all, you show up as the lead pediatrician, 
but you could be the CEO of your practice. That's a completely different skill set, right? Yes. And you can develop that skill set. So I was like, okay, you can be the CEO, you can be a speaker. Now, this is introverted, introvert version of me. So Great. like, uh, 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 speaker. You're like, okay. I could be a speaker, I, but. Uh, I, 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 speaker, right, yeah. <laughs> but I still wrote it down though. It's like, I could be a speaker. I had no idea what coaching was. So I was like, I could be a consultant. At least I knew people helped people do stuff, right? I was like, right. I could be a consultant. I could be an author and, and all of those things. And when I would talk about it, people would say things like that will never happen. Like mm. it would never happen that an emergency medicine doc will be looking for a job ever. We will always be in demand no matter who they train. Absolutely. And so I was like, okay, this is going to be really ugly. So I am now on a mission to help other people Mm -hmm. to develop this as well, because we can't be ignorant. And that's, you know, that's what happened then. And that was the the seed of EntreMD, right? Because that didn't mm -hmm. show up for a few for a few years, but that was the seed of it. Right. Absolutely. Alrighty. So one of the things that you said, you know, you have noticed that the field was changing, but it's kind of more of like a whisper. You know, you hear things here and there throughout, but it's a time for you to realize like, well, if I'm hearing things here, there, then that whisper might soon become a sound, a loud noise, and then like a yell, right? So am I gonna wait until the yelling goes or am I gonna start looking and noticing the trend from this standpoint? All right, so you decide to now that, you know what? I'm gonna start doing something about it, right? So what are some of the steps that you noticed that you started taking at that point? Yeah, like actually before I, I talk about that, let me say mm -hmm. something because someone may go like, well, I'm cool. I don't have to do anything. And, <laughs> and, and I've said this a number of times. I, I, I was really, I've always been fascinated by business models after I got into entrepreneurship mm -hmm. and, and trends, right? Yeah. And so you think about um, when Uber showed up, right? Mm -hmm. Now, the taxi industry had been there forever. Yes. So clearly they were like, Uber things on an app for millennials, whatever, right? Yeah. Like we're, we'll always be okay. Mm -hmm. They're not okay, right? Mm -hmm. Blockbuster was the same thing, right? Mm -hmm. Netflix shows up. Netflix actually, they, they, the founder actually went to them and say, hey, we can do this in Blockbuster and all that stuff. They laughed him out of the office. Yes. And I'm sure when he started mailing his little DVDs, everybody's like, we will be okay. Mm -hmm. And then Blockbuster is not there anymore. So the same I'm just thing saying- with the railroad and the airlines. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Yep. And the yeah. ships and the railroad before that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so it's, yeah. So it's, it's kind of like you have to be, a, you have to kind of be 10 steps ahead and mm -hmm. then look from there so you can make the right decisions today. Right. Absolutely. Same like the great basketball players. They don't look at where the ball is. They look at where the ball is going. Right. Absolutely. So that's kind of what we have to do. Mm -hmm. um, so as far as steps in the beginning, I was clueless. Right. Very <laughs> clueless. But I was like, well, there are books on entrepreneurship, right? And I have a private practice, so I can start practicing. So mm -hmm. I just really started practicing. And you think about that time, there weren't really a lot of, you know, like entrepreneurial Facebook groups and communities. Out there. Like those things didn't exist, right? No. So I'm trying to navigate all of these things. And I think the biggest change happened when I saw an ad for a speaker's boot camp. I was mm. like, uh, introvert speakers bootcamp. But you did right? write it down. I, I, you wrote speaking down. I, I did write speaking down. And Ooh. so I'm like, okay, well, let me go for this to see what they're about. Oh. And <laughs> so I went for it. And it was terrifying because not mm -hmm. only will they show you the concepts, they'll 
they gave everybody speaking time. It was like two minutes or three minutes to do their little talk. And I was like, who are like, you know, and, Mm -hmm. and at the end of it, they offered, you know, a program and they're like, here, this is our speaker's mastermind and all of that stuff. Uh, If anyone who listens to the podcast has heard me talk about it, they're like, and, and, you know, it's 43,000 for 10 months. I'm like, (laughs) these people have lost their minds. Right. Wait a minute. (laughs) Yeah. But after I did sign up because, Mm -hmm. and the reason for that is I was, committed enough. I was like, I cannot stay the way I am. I cannot not become everything that I need to be. The worst that happens is I lose this money. Mm -hmm. And and the thing, the truth of the matter is you really can't with that attitude. You can't because you, what you do is you, you show up a different way. You make decisions a different way. You use the information a different way. And that really was what accelerated the transformation. Mm. Um, On the outside in the beginning, it didn't look like too much was happening, but Mm -hmm. I knew and I was doing it. And then started creating this snowball that, you know, we always talk about in. in Right, right, right. So now the confidence did that start coming. You started stepping into spaces differently, right? Because uh, now once you finish your speaker's boot camp, you didn't finish the speaker's bootcamp to not become a speaker. At that point, when you step into the space, you add the word speaker. speaker. <laughs> so now we're looking like, oh my gosh, in 2015, uh, now we've done this bootcamp and we're like confident. You're like, I can do this. So things are now progressing. So what is it that we start to notice that you've done with the skill set that you've acquired through this speaker's bootcamp? Yeah. I mean, like, so, you know, I, I, I talk about this a lot that most mm-hmm. of the stuff I do, I do scared. And yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm saying that to, to, to normalize what somebody else may be experiencing. Um, it's, it's okay. Like I was terrified the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I started embracing speaking even when it couldn't work. Like for instance, I was working four days a week and I was running my practice and I have four kids and I pastor church with my husband. So I was not going to be doing work. I, yeah. Speakers only. Yeah. And so I was not going to be doing a speaking circuit. I just didn't have the bandwidth for it. And, but, but what I always did was like, what I'm learning, I'm going to practice it one way or another. Right. So one of the first things I did was I started doing a Facebook live for my practice. I called it a show. It was a legacy parent show. Talk to the moms about being confident parents and all of that stuff. And it was so good. It grew my practice. And it gave me the opportunity to practice and practice and practice. So my speaking got so much better. My mm-hmm. ability to speak for transformation, to speak for business growth, because it's a muscle. Mm-hmm. I started exercising it and, and all of that. Because at that point, EntreMD didn't exist, no. right? And But what I noticed was, well, I'm getting really good at these you know, marketing concepts, using speaking to grow businesses. And and, and I'm like, and I'm changing, right? Like, so mm-hmm. I always thought I was static, meaning mm-hmm. I'm bad at business. These people are good at business, the end. But I I found out as I was doing this stuff, I was getting better at business. I was like, wait a minute, I'm not static. I'm dynamic. I can, I can change, right? Nice. So I became more confident. I started enjoying being on stage. Mm-hmm. Um, I started getting comfortable talking about money and all of that. And so then I started thinking about all the other Dr. Unas everywhere who were mm-hmm. struggling as entrepreneurs or who knew there was more, but didn't know how to get more. Mm-hmm. And they think they're static. They think mm-hmm. I'm just not that kind of person. And I'm like, I'm going to find them and help them because <laughs> we can do this. You, you know what I mean? And that's really what drove me to do. Because I'm like, a lot of physicians are 
one skill away. Like mm-hmm. you have the education, you have the connections, you have the money, you have the work ethic, you have it all. Mm-hmm. The thing missing is business skills. Mm-hmm. And you go from career I don't like and burned out and all of that stuff to career I love business, I love life, I love, you know what I mean? And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, we need to fix this. We Absolutely. need to fix this. Yeah. And you know, the other thing too is that have you, as you mentioned, a lot of the mind work, which I which I love, because the first part of your book, you, you know, you said, listen. When you read this book, I'm not about to go straight into giving you the skills. We're going to work on your mind first because it's so important because the rhetoric that's been taught to us is that, like, you know, it's a lot of negative portion when it comes to thinking about business from and even entrepreneurship as a doctor. But as you just mentioned, all the reasons why we are aligned to be able to be successful of that, because there's some people who they'll start things and then they'll stop. The fact that you came out of medical school and residency means that you did not stop and you were up, you know, you rounded on your patients. You got up early to prepare for your rounds. So you're still, you're in that preparatory phase. You go through and you didn't say, okay, I'm going to stop at step one. You did step one, step two, step three, your boards. And it's on and on. So you can't, you, when you put your mind to something and you tell yourself you can do it, you can do it. So now, you know, this is the same thing. It's just a little shift, but we have to shift our mind from telling us that we can't do it, right? Oh, well, I've not been taught that. That's true, but we can learn it. <laughs> we we can we can learn it and amen and amen and amen to that. And I, and I think, you know, part of it is an injustice. And when I say that, I don't mean to say somebody strategically sat down and decided to do this to us. That's not what I mean. But mm-hmm. what I do mean is I think it's it's ridiculous I think Mm -hmm. it's unfair. I -hmm. think it's crazy Mm -hmm. that we have been convinced (laughs) that we cannot do this, right? We've Mm -hmm. been convinced, oh, you you can't be a good entrepreneur. Have you looked at medical books and compared them with business books? Which one is harder? If we could figure that stuff out, we can figure (laughs) this out, right? And we've been told, oh, we're we're bad at money. What does that mean? That's Mm -hmm. a learnable thing. We Mm -hmm. can learn that right? Mm -hmm. We've been told business is bad. Well, is it though? Because guess what? Our medical education was not free. Mm -hmm. There was money involved, (laughs) right? Our residency is not free. Mm -hmm. There's money involved, right? The people who are being trained to replace us, there's money involved. The insurance companies, there's so everybody is leveraging either training us or having us work for them to create revenue for themselves. But for Mm -hmm. us, the generators, business is wrong. No, it's not. That's a lie. And it's crazy that they've sold us that. (laughs) You have to start with the mindset. So now this other thing that I love, you're like the Calvary. Where is this Calvary? Please tell us. Where's the Calvary? It's right here. We are. We are. I've thought about it a lot. I'm like, so what is the way? Right. Mm -hmm. Because we can choose to complain Mm -hmm. or we can choose to do something about it. Mm -hmm. Right. And if you think about why a lot of people went into medicine, they're like, oh, we saw this thing. We want to change it. We're not sit arounders. You know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like, we want to change it. We want to help these kind of people. We want to do all of that. So we're not going to complain about it anymore. So what do we do? And I've looked at movements a lot, different kinds of movements. And there's Mm -hmm. one I particularly like because it empowers 
people like you and I. And mm -hmm. it's grassroots movements, right? So we've waited. We said, oh, what, what? the AMA should do this. The AAP should do this. The, the legislators should do this, all of that stuff. Well, we should do this, right? Mm -hmm. And if, it, because the lids that have been placed on us, they're imaginary, right? Doctors are bad at business. That is an imaginary lid, right? Doctors can't thrive as entrepreneurs. That's imaginary. Um, mm -hmm. It's unprofessional to put yourself out there. That's imaginary. They're all imaginary. Mm -hmm. So I want you to imagine a million physicians, a million physicians, if only 10% of us said, you know what, enough is enough. I am going to get my business education, right? And I don't mean MBA. It means that I'm going to learn how to do this business thing. I'm mm -hmm. going to be in control of my career. In the entrepreneurial mm -hmm. world, we say that whether you're employed or not. If mm -hmm. you are employed, you you work for Dr. U Incorporated, okay? That is your company, mm -hmm. all right? So if we learn this and we start thriving mm -hmm. in a different way, where loss of autonomy is not a problem, hating our jobs is not a problem, burning out is not a problem, not having financial freedom is not a problem. If we learn to do that and we become the examples, I want you to imagine 100,000 examples of what is possible, the craziness topples. Mm -hmm. It does. So the Calvary is not coming. That's how I started the book. The Calvary <laughs> is here. here. The Calvary is us. It's us. It's us. It's you. It's me. It's everybody listening. It's everybody mm -hmm. who listens to the podcast. Everybody who read the book who is like enough. I'm going to take this, learn it, do it, be an example. So somebody else can be inspired to say, oh, oh, wait. Oh, wow. Okay. I can do it. And the thing about it too, this process is not about leaving medicine and that's no. one of the things that it's it's about being able to do and practice like you said practice medicine on your own terms where that you are enjoying what you're doing because the person if we really think about healthcare overall healthcare is about health care of the population if you are enjoying as a physician what you're doing and you're able to live life on your own terms the person who is really going to benefit the most is your patient. Yeah. Right? Yeah, is your absolutely. So this is a way, this is indirect patient care because we are taking care of ourselves and we're able to live life on our own terms. It is very disheartening when you see that there is appears to be an exodus there is you know of people leaving the health field and they're not leaving the health field because they no longer want to take care of patients they're leaving for other reasons right so if yeah. you can get this back this empowerment back the patients you who are listening who are patients cuz even us doctors I'm a patient I'm a yeah. doctor but I'm also a patient I'm the one that will benefit from this so now tell us, when did you decide to write this book? <laughs> I decided to write this book in December of 2020, actually. Wow. Okay. And so we're in the pandemic right there. Right in the pandemic. And, mm -hmm. and this is why. This is why. Um, so I have the business school. Mm -hmm. I have the podcast. But one of the things that I've wanted to do is the mass business education of physicians, right? Mm -hmm. Because think about it. We have doctors leaving medicine, but if doctors know how to run profitable practices, they'll stay. Mm -hmm. A lot Absolutely. of doctors love what they do, right? Mm -hmm. If doctors understand how to negotiate, 
how to say, like these are employed now, how to negotiate, how to say no, how to set boundaries, how to run the show, right? Mm -hmm. They will stay. Mm -hmm. They will stay. A lot of them, you hear them say, I love medicine. I hate my job. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, so it fixes that. And I think, you know, and I may be biased, but I think if somebody's going to give up over a decade of his or her life and go into multiple six-figure debt to help people, mm-hmm. I think that person should be rewarded for it. And I'm not talking, I mean, like they can choose what they want, but they should yeah. have financial freedom. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to give us to, that to us though, but we can learn to create it. So if yeah. we create it, it is better for the healthcare space. It is mm-hmm. better for the physician. Mm -hmm. So it's better for everybody. Right. And so I was like, what is the simplest tool I can put in the hands of doctors from somebody who is running a multiple, you know, seven figure business to the person who is like, I want more. I have no idea what more is, but I know I want it. What's Mm -hmm. the tool I can give them to help them accomplish that? And I was like, well, we can do a roadmap and it will be a book. Right. We'll talk about the mindset shifts that have to happen. We'll talk about the habits of the ultra successful. And Mm -hmm. then we'll go into the nitty gritty. Like, how do we actually get this stuff done? Mm -hmm. And that and so that's the EntreMD method. That's that's where that came from. Wonderful. So there you go. Right. Mindset. Look at those who have done it. I think like one of our um, esteemed colleagues, um, Dr. Tumor, she said, I don't talk to the pilots. I talked to the person who built the plane. <laughs> I was like, dang it. Okay. <laughs> I love it. She's like, she goes right down to the person. So you get into the mindset shift from thinking that this is not something that I can do. This is not possible. Bring yourself out of that world into the possibility. I like it to, you know, just open your mind to this, right? And really absorb that. And then let's look at others who have done this. How did they do it? What are some of the ways they've done it? And then, now this is the roadmap for you to follow so that you can create life and live life on your own terms, right? Wonderful. So now we're here. We've done all of this. I know this book is coming. You're doing all this. So if for those of you guys who are just tuning in, we have Dr. Una here. So she is a wife. She's a mother. And we didn't even talk about the fact that she's also a pastor. She co-pastors a church with her husband. She's a mother of four. She is the founder of Ivy League Pediatrics. That doesn't have just one. How many locations? <laughs> I dropped it to one. You dropped it down <laughs> to one. It's part of my self-care. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're about to get into that. So, But seven years in a row, best of Gwyneth, right? And she is running a business school. For, entrepre- for physician entrepreneurs, a business school. She started a business school. Harvard has their business school. We also have um, business schools with a UPenn. And Dr. Una has her own business school, right? And she has her podcast, not just one, but I think we're up to three, three podcasts. We're up to three. We're, we're up, up to three, three public podcasts. podcasts, yeah. So we're doing all of this. And now we're talking about, I love the fact that you talked about self-care because that's what I want to know. What do you do for self-care? <laughs> I do a number of things and I think I have a interesting approach to, to Mm self-care. And um, so to start with, I think one of the, one of the best things for self-care is living in a way that is authentic. Yes. The more aligned you are with who you think you are and what you should be doing, the better you will be. 
-hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that constant friction of I'm not in alignment is not there. Mm -hmm. And so I'm really careful to always be digging and searching, like, is this who I really am? Is this Mm. what I really think I should be doing? Is this really my legacy? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And because it's so energized, it's the same thing for burnout, right? Mm -hmm. The more you're in alignment with what you think you should do, the more, like, I've never worked in Entrambi, ever, because (laughs) it's 100% in alignment with who I am, Mm -hmm. what I believe I should be doing, what I believe I'm on earth to do. So it's it, it, it's so it's it's a starting point, if you will, right? Because if that's not aligned, there's not enough uh, there's not enough spas that will make you feel better. You know what I mean? And yeah, so, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so that so that's the first thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing is I really do a lot of I guess what I call active meditation, mm-hmm. and uh, because this this thing here can play tricks on you. Like everything oh. can be fine, but if you know, yes. and so I do spend a lot of time, you know, prayer, meditation, stuff like to get this whole insight thing, you know, mm-hmm. together. Um, mm-hmm. I do that a lot. And then I'm a nature girl. Um, mm-hmm. So I do a lot of walks, a lot. Like I can do happily do an hour and a half, two hours. And I really don't walk for exercise. That's the truth. I walk for relaxation. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's my way. If Like if I get stressed out, I open the door and walk out. And you're gone. And you know, <laughs> I just go get lost and do my thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I do a lot of I do a lot of that. Um, and I I do a lot of if if I have an opportunity to travel, like, oh, we're going on vacation. Mommy, where do you want to go? Anywhere there's a beach. That's I don't care great. about anything else. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could be a hut, I don't care, but it just needs to be by the beach. Absolutely. And so so that's so it's I cannot describe it. I just know it is. It is so relaxing, so rejuvenating for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I delegate a lot. I delegate a lot. I, I get a lot. You know, of, I delegate a lot. We talk about a that lot. a lot. Delegation. A lot. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> Self-care, guys. If there's one of the things that you have to, it, it's a hard skill, but it's a necessary skill. Yeah. And you have to, you may have to kiss a lot of frogs Mm -hmm. to get to your prince. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to be someone who delegates, you need to be okay with that. Absolutely. Wonderful. I think, did I misquote Dr. Toomer says, talk to the person who taught the pilot. There it is. Yes. (laughs) Wonderful. Wonderful. All righty. So now we are going to have our fun question of the day. Okay. Let's do it. If you weren't a doctor, what would you be? What would I be? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Okay, so pre-medicine, um, mm-hmm. I would have been an interior designer. That's what I would have done. I would have been flying all over the world, making places beautiful. That's that's what I would have done. You're like my third interior designer. I, I am? Yeah, yeah, but medicine Dr. beat Dr. that. Dr. I mean, like... Kemi founded you. Really? founder in Georgia, too. Yes. Wow, <laughs> yeah. watching. <laughs> I yeah, medicine beat that out of me. I think like and I don't have I don't have a single in, like I'm just like just make it pretty. I don't know what you want to do with like just make it pretty. Uh, yes. So it's full delegation on that one. Yeah. Um, but now, now I think I would have started off with entrepreneurship mm. and built into anything I want because this is the beautiful thing about entrepreneurship. You mm-hmm. can freely do anything you can monetize. Yes. Right. So whatever your passion is, if you know how to build a business system around it, 
you don't have to do anything else. You just get to do that, right? Yes. And so I, I, I think I would have started with that, like entrepreneurship, understand how money works, because once you have financial freedom, you have freedom. You have freedom to chase what you think purpose is. You have freedom mm-hmm. to take what, you, you know, what passions are and all of that kind of stuff. Like if, if I have my way, I have my kids, you know, I'm the old, my oldest are 12 and 13. I have them like studying real estate and all this stuff. Cause I'm like, if you can figure out this stuff by the, by the time you're 18, whatever, you're not, you're, you're done. You can really live life doing what you want to do, which is, which I think is great. It's a, that's a blessing right there. Absolutely. Absolutely. That's the, that's the process. It's like the world is your oyster. Once you learn the foundation, then you realize that you could create what you want and then you could do with it what you want. Now there's this other thing too, that we talked about with entrepreneurship that a lot of um, portions of it, that people think like, oh, sleazy salesperson. Ah! Before we jump off, let's talk about the sleazy salesperson. Let's talk about the sleazy salesperson. So um, I talk about this in the book. Mm -hmm. Bad selling is bad. Mm -hmm. Good selling is good. So physicians, we learn good selling. Now, Mm -hmm. physicians, we sell all the time, right? So I'm a pediatrician. And I would would sell a parent on getting her kid vaccines. The baby's mm-hmm. gonna cry, the baby may have a fever afterwards and all that mm-hmm. stuff, but I'm still able to sell her on the importance of doing vaccines, Excellent. right? You have an oncologist, sees a human being, it's like, you have to do chemo. Knows it's gonna make them weak, make them lose weight, lose their hair, all this stuff, but it's still able to sell them on that. Now, these are not sleazy because the benefit outweighs the risk, right? And all of that kind of stuff. In the same way, when we are selling products and services, what we're selling is a transformation. What we're selling is help, right? Mm -hmm. So you see someone who is in the business school, they come in, they're doing their thing. The end of the year, they look back, they're like, oh my goodness, I made more in this business than I did when I was working a job and and all this stuff. And they're like, I can't believe I did this. Mm -hmm. That's the transformation I'm selling. Mm-hmm. I'm not selling just like, oh, here, just take this thing and give me my money. That's not what it is. You're <laughs> selling a transformation. And yes. anybody who is a good salesperson always mm-hmm. offers more value than they mm-hmm. charge. Always offers more value, right? So it's almost like you're giving this person a steal. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? It's like, absolutely. And, and so you're doing it with excitement. You're like, this is what you get and all that. What makes it a little, a lot, not a little, makes it very weird for physicians is then there's money involved because mm-hmm. we have always been excluded from the money conversation. Mm-hmm. So what happens with an employed physician? You get to work, you grab your coffee, you settle in, then you go see your patients, then you leave. And like magic, money appears in your bank account. Yep. But is that really what happened? No. The hospital had to pay someone to do marketing. The hospital Mm -hmm. had to pay someone to be the front desk. The front desk had to collect co-pays and and, um, deductibles and all that. They Mm -hmm. had to pay somebody who was a biller. The biller Mm -hmm. billed the insurance company to get the money. Then they Mm -hmm. gave you a portion of that money. Right. So we're excluded from all of that. So we have this magical thinking around money. <laughs> so what it is, is I serve people and I get paid. Mm-hmm. That's not how it works. There, there are a lot of <laughs> moving parts behind. There, there are a lot of things that we've been excluded. So we, it's magical thinking. Like yes. I, I do good service. That does not equate to people will know you, find out about you or anything. You are going <laughs> to have to sell. Yes. But there is bad selling. We mm-hmm. don't do that. We're professionals. We do 
good exactly. selling, but businesses do not work without selling. People actually, I'll tell you something are. fun. Mm -hmm. um, I was looking at it. Um, actually, Nikita was looking at it and she told me, but Apple TV, the, the mm -hmm. live streaming service, Apple spent $500 million last year advertising it. Advertising. If you ever, and this is Apple. This is Apple where people line up, right, to get their new products. Mm -hmm. $500 million. So when we come and up and say it's a know about Apple. Exactly. So when you say I have a good service and people mm -hmm. just come, it doesn't no. work that way. <laughs> not in the not in the real world. We've been no. shielded. We were not shown the whole picture. And that's Absolutely. part of the reason why we're in the mess that we're in. But that's not how now we need to learn. So that whole field of dreams um movie, if you build it, they will come. I did that. that. I did that with my private practice. I was like, I will hang the shingle and they will come. And I hung the shingle and they did not come. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So there are other so things that need to be done here. Yeah, that's not how that works. <laughs> yes. yes listen, doctors are scared of money conversation, someone wrote. And they're crying. That is so true. That we're gonna we're gonna change that um sentence to doctors were scared of money conversations because now we have the book coming that's there to get your mind right, get you prepared, and give you a pathway to start using the past tense of yeah. that, right? We were yeah. scared. We used to be. We did not, but now we do. And, and like anything else, scared mm -hmm. doesn't mean stop. Absolutely. We right? were scared getting into medical school. Like, oh, oh, would I complete it? We were scared. Oh, would I get a spot for residency? When they're like, that's the child, go do a spinal tap. We were scared. Like, so it's okay. I want to normalize it. Like, it's mm -hmm. okay, but it doesn't mean stop. It means, well, I'm going to explore this where I'm going to get comfortable talking about money. I'm going to learn about money. I'm going to learn like, okay, how exactly does money work in this business thing? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, I don't think I can be an entrepreneur. Explore it. Right. Practice mm -hmm. some things. Try something. Like scared doesn't, fear doesn't mean stop. It just means you're at the edge of your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. And the beautiful thing is that all the magic, all the yumminess, all the great things happen outside. So you're almost in your magic zone. Right. Yeah. Like, so don't stop. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Like we said, where's that zip code? <laughs> <laughs> P.O. Box outside my comfort zone. That's where there we, we go. <laughs> <laughs> so for every every one of you guys who are fearful, just you know, just go to the zip code. Love it, love it, love it. All righty. So we have a lot of people who are on, who are watching, who will be listening to this podcast. And they're like, oh my gosh, this woman is the real deal. Holy feel. I need her. Where can I, I mean, where can I find her? Please let them know where they can find you. Yeah. So, okay. So the starting point would be my website on shamed.com. So that's E N T R E M D.com. Mm -hmm. And, um, there, there are a number of things. So first of all, there's a podcast. Um, we are at episode 194 or something like that. Mm -hmm. Total. It's, it's like an NBA in your pocket, right? It, mm -hmm. it literally is. There's no fluff. I don't hold anything back. I'm not, you know, like, I'm, I don't do any of that. I put out my best stuff. Right. Mm -hmm. Like I put out stuff and I'm like, business school people, go listen. That episode listen. was for you. Right. <laughs> like I, I put my best stuff there. So mm -hmm. um, if you're like, I don't know about this stuff, beautiful place, just go binge. You know, we do Netflix binges and all that stuff. Just go binge there. Mm -hmm. um, we have a Facebook group. So if you just search, you know, Entree MD, you'll find it. You can request mm -hmm. to join. And that's a bunch, that's a group of physicians who are like, 
I'm interested in entrepreneurship. So it's a great place to kind of hang out in. Mm -hmm. um, and then we have the book, you know, March 1st, he'll be here. So it's That's the right. method. Set the alarm. Yes. <laughs> Set the alarm for that one. It's, it's day after my birthday, actually. So it's like, you know, okay. first chapter of my new year kind of thing. So that yes. you can you can make that my birthday present. Okay. But, okay. but it's the, the book is for doctor. It is for you. Mm -hmm. um, it is your manual. It will be the best. I think it's $15.99, the best $16 you spent since med school. Mm -hmm. And um, you want to get that. And if you're like, no, I, I, I know I need to do this. If you're like, I'm committed or you're in a business and the business is not working and stuff like that. And you're like, I'm ready to scale. I'm ready to grow this thing. Do it like I mean it. Well, come join us in the EntreMD Business School. That's my year long program. Um, mm -hmm. I'm in there with everybody, you know, throughout the week in the group and, um, you know, live sessions every week, challenges every week. And mm -hmm. if you hear the wins in the group, it is nothing short of magical, like Absolutely. nothing short of it. And, um, I, I, it's, it's a place, it's a place to be. If you're like entrepreneurship is lonely. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. They're, they're, that no, no. And, and you have people who are starting businesses, people who are mid all the way to multiple seven figures. It's all kinds of people in there. And Dr. Beckford, she would tell you, I owe nothing back. I would, I would have a break in my business. I'm like, okay, guys, let me show you what I did to get it. I would do an yes. event on the outside. It's like, this is so amazing. I'll come back and say, guys, guys, let me show you exactly what I did. So you can mm -hmm. go do it too. And, 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 and the doctors in the school do the same thing. So I was like, oh, I had my first million, my, my first seven figure a year. And they come and do a full debrief. I mean, like it's, it's an, it's an amazing place. Um, there was a doctor who said, we're having an alternate reality here. This is not the way it is for other <laughs> physicians. <laughs> And that's Absolutely. really what it is. So if you're like, man, I want to, I'm ready to do this. Then you mm -hmm. come check us out on trendy.com forward slash um, business school. Come to business, come check us out. Absolutely. Come check. And for those of you guys who are watching, who are listening, boom, you can find this wonderful episode on our Your Caring Docs, Docs Who Cares page. So if you're like, okay, I need to listen to this again. That's Okay because it's filled with so many gems, right? So just go to your Karen Docs, that's U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S.com. Boom, you can hit the podcast part, look for Dr. Una's wonderful picture and click and you'll be able to get all of this yumminess. Now, I know you guys are like, oh, this is definitely five-star ratings. Yes, I agree with you. Leave that five-star review for us there on the Apple podcast. We love those reviews. It definitely helps to highlight our wonderful docs who cares out there so other people can hear and see them, right? So this has been a wonderful conversation. Dr. Una, thank you so much for thank joining you. us. Thank me. Okay, I have to say something Yes, go ahead. Um, so for everybody listening in the Entrepreneur Business School, we call Dr. Beckford EBS, you know, EBS for short for Entrepreneur Business School. We call it EBS Oprah. Okay. <laughs> and people are like, man, you, you really have to be interviewed by Dr. Beckford. She is so amazing. And I haven't been interviewed by her before. Right. And so this is my first time. And I'm telling you, she's Oprah. So you need to, sub I'm, and I'm serious. I'm not, you know, I don't flatter people. Right. I, I don't true. do that. You know, so you, you're you're really good at what you do. I'm so glad that you do it. And, you know, I, I love the way you amplify the voices of physicians and you pull out the best stories. Like I had a total blast. So thank you for having me on. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, like I said, all here, Real Deal Holyfield, Dr. Una and the Entree MD. 
everything. We got the method, which is the book. You got the business school. You have the podcast. Go and check her out. And thank you all for watching and for joining us in the chat. You guys have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye.